Jordan Pendleton joins us now, former BYU linebacker and owner of Pendleton Performance. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Jordan, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? We're doing well. Uh, we're a little fatigued with camp. We're ready for games, but yeah, we'll just have to tough it out. <laughs> I can imagine. So I'm always intrigued by, uh, you know, former players. Uh, some of them know coaches. They know players who know coaches. Old teammates talk about what the alma mater is looking like. What do you know about BYU that the rest of the public probably doesn't because you're better connected? Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I, I try and stay out of it as much as I can, but I do work with quite a few players down there. And, you know, from what I hear, things are looking really good and really optimistic. I think, you know, we had a we had some some key kind of pivotal points last year where we we had a young quarterback and some young receivers and, and some young talent that that showed out really well. And I think a lot of people are looking forward to seeing that kind of expand this year and and what they can do this year. And and we also have some good leaders, some good you know seniors that that. Uh, are, are able to kind of lead these young kids. And, and so I think, I think honestly, I mean, it's hard to say just because our schedule is so tough. But I think we're definitely going to be competitive this year. And I think BYU can, you know, have a really solid year this year if they do everything, you know, if they, if they can put it together. It seems like, Jordan, we've gone through a trend to back off the physicality of training camps. How much hitting and live contact is appropriate to prepare you for the season? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough question because, you know, you really can't simulate game situations unless you practice those types of situations. And so it's one of those things where, like, if you want to be a good tackler – or a good pass rusher, or, you know, you want to learn how to get off blocks, you have to practice that. It, it's not something that you can just show up and do. But with that comes, you know, a lot of physicality throughout camp, which leads to a lot of injuries. People can get hurt. And, you know, so it's kind of a gift and a curse. I don't know if there is a, the correct volume of, of how much you should do. I think coaches are getting smarter now, though, and, and, and understanding kind of the minimum effective dose. Like, how much can we have these guys bang into each other so that we can get better, but at the same time not make it so that our guys are dropping off and they're getting injured. And, you know, it's just a, it's a good balance of listening to the players and, and, you know, seeing that feedback from the way that they feel and, and the way that their bodies are recovering on a day-to-day basis. A lot of coaches really talk about visualization, putting yourself through it mentally, just closing your eyes, seeing the whole thing happening. How, what, how much do you believe in that, and how much do you think you've actually got to be there, and how much can you really replicate stuff mentally? Yeah, I know I'm a, I'm a huge believer in that, and I think, I think uh, you know, it, it can go a long way, and I think it, it definitely is, is effective to put yourself in certain situations and see how you would react. But at the same time, you know, there's elements to the game that you can't really, it's a reactive sport and you have to be able to react. And so you might 
you might see something and then something else happens at the blink of an eye and you've got to be able to react and make that play. And so as much as I believe in, in visualizing, you know, the game and the situation, I also, you know, you also have to put in a lot of practical work as well because there, there's a reaction component to the game where you have to be ready to kind of, you know, change direction or, or switch your mindset on any given play based off what the offense or, or the defense is doing. Right, so you do all that stuff in terms of training guys physically. How much can you train someone mentally to be prepared for that moment when it arrives? Well, I think there's a lot to, to be said with the, the mental component of the game. I think you, you, know, you can train a kid a, a lot, man, because part of the, part of the, the process is, is you, could, you could know the defense or the offense inside and out, and you could feel prepared from an X's and O's standpoint. But if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in your ability – and you're you have doubts, and you're playing slow, and you're and you're not playing fast, and you're not you're not running around. Um, you know, it's it, it can be a tough game, and so I think you know the mental side of the game becomes a huge a huge component. And I think uh, I think a lot of kids actually that's what most kids struggle with is that side. You know, with all the pressure and the stress and and everything that comes with it. And I think, you know, the teams that are, are really successful have very good, you know, sports psychologists on their teams, guys that can help them with that component of their game because it, it's really important, especially nowadays with social media and just, you know, all the, all the crap that's going on. You know, we've heard from college and pro, basketball and football, coaches, GMs, whatever, that the off-season workouts are critical. The guys can improve so much in the off-season. And you have the kind of job where you're, you're working guys out in the off-season and you, and you see them. Are there guys that you have big expectations for this year that maybe we don't because you've seen what they've done away from the field? Yeah, you know, one, one guy I'm really looking forward to watching this year is Austin Lee on uh, BYU, BYU safety. And, you know, he's he, – when I first got him, it was like four years ago, and the kid is a phenomenal athlete. He really is a, a very explosive, high-level athlete. And, you know, when he transferred over, it, it kind of took him a minute to find a spot. He battled with a couple injuries. And I just feel like this year, like mentally and, and physically, he's, you know – finally getting healthy. He had some surgeries he had to have last after last season. I just think from a leadership standpoint and, um, you know, him being in that leadership role, I think he's going to have a big year. And even though he's a little bit older, uh, the dude is still a <laughs> – he's a physical specimen. And so, you know, I, I expect him to have a, a very big year, and I'm excited to watch him. Have you trained quarterbacks? Yeah, I mean, I, I have, yes. Like, I, I worked with uh, Tanner uh, Magnum quite a bit, and I've worked with some of those guys, but not a whole lot. Because the reason why I'm, I ask is that that position, getting back to that mental stuff, I mean, that just seems so critical. And I'm wondering how much, when I say get in guys' heads, I don't necessarily mean it from the negative to 
get them all confused. But actually, I mean it from the opposite side, get in their head to make it positive for them. Yeah, no, quarterback, that's the, man, that's the, if there's one position that could rely on help in that area, that's, that's the position right there. I mean, we've, we've seen it, even Tanner Magnum come out the last couple of years with, you know, kind of his mental health issues that he struggles with. And, you, you know, you can see how that would affect your performance, especially at that position where the, uh, the stakes are so high, the pressure is so high, and everybody, you know, the wins and losses are, you're, you're a big reason for those wins and losses, whether you were the reason or not. You know, just being the quarterback on the team, being the leader on the team, uh, it presents those challenges, and you have to deal with it. And I think, you know, our, our kid right now at quarterback, Zach Wilson, he seems like a super confident kid. You know, he seems like he's, He's very, um, you know, confident in his abilities and in himself. And, and, and I think it's, it's exciting to see, um, you know, the last quarterback we had that was like that was uh, Max Hall, you know. And I think Max did really well. So I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping Zach can continue to keep doing what he's doing. Do you know much about some of the younger quarterbacks behind him? Um, I do not, honestly. Jordan Pendleton joining us, former BYU linebacker and owner of Pendleton Performance. As a uh, as a linebacker, what do you see from that group? As a former linebacker, what do you see from that group? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think you know every year somehow BYU just has awesome linebackers. You know, year in and year out, where we've I, I feel like every year we've been sending somebody to the NFL, and um, you know, we we definitely. Are, I don't think we're going to have the talent as far as that one guy, you know, your Fred Warner or your your Sione Takitaki. Like, we're not going to have that guy. But I think by committee, I think we're going to be very good. Um, you know, we got, we got some guys that are, you know, they're physical. Um, they're, they're, they're decent athletes. And I think by committee, I think we're going to do – a good job, but I just don't think we have that guy, that Fred Warner this year. Years ago, when the program was going through the real bad times from 2002 to 2004, you know, I'm working for the Tribune at the time, and it seemed like I couldn't go anywhere where I wouldn't run into a former BYU football player, and they would be disgusted about the state of the program because they had put so much sweat equity into building that thing. That they just couldn't stand that it was that bad. And now, you know, they had the bad year a couple years ago, but you know, halfway, at least somewhat respectable last year, and they have an opportunity to, to build upon that. But they've lost eight in a row to the Utes, the dreaded Utes. You're a local kid, obviously. You interact probably with some – I know you got a family member who's a former BYU player – has there been discussion the way there was with me from 2002 to 2004 of just complete and total irritation and being furious about all the losing that was going on then as opposed to now all the losing to Utah? Have you heard much about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I would be lying if I said that I didn't. And, and, it, and it, you know, a lot of it does have to deal with Utah just because it's been eight years and – 
that rivalry has kind of been an embarrassment on our end. But I think just overall, you know, just the overall vibe and the culture of the team has it, it's different. And I think a lot of guys get, you know, they get upset about that because, you know, when I went in as a freshman, you know, that's when the program was really starting to develop. And then, you know, my five years there with a redshirt year and, and four years of playing, you know, we won over 50 games. And, and, but when I got there, it was all, that culture was already being established. And I saw how hard those guys worked to build that. Your Brian Kills, your David Nixons, your Cameron Jensen, um, you know, I, your, your John Becks. Like, I saw these guys and how hard they worked to build that culture. And now it was up to me and my teammates to carry on that tradition. And, and I thought we did a very, you know, decent job at it. We had a lot of 11-2 and two seasons, 10-3. and three. Um, We had one bad year. But to see the program kind of where it's at now, is, it's extremely frustrating. And I think part of it is because the culture is just not the same. It's, it's different. And kids, I think, expect to just come in and win because they're playing at BYU. And that's not the case because they didn't see what went into building that program the way that Coach Mendenhall was building it. As far as Utah goes, it's just embarrassing at this point. I think the last time we won was my sophomore year, and that was 2009. And, you know, it's just – it's one of those things where, you know, our motto down at BYU is, like, we want to protect our home field. We want to win the rivalry. Like, we want to win the in-state rivalries, Utah State and Utah. And the last couple of years, we've done a lousy job at doing that. And – uh and I think we need to take more pride in these games, and we've got to come out on top at some point. How much are you frustrated by the fact, though, that the recruiting field isn't even? I mean, BYU just can't promise access to big bowl games, and teams that are never going to go to them can still promise access to it and, you know, promote the dream, even if it's not going to be reality. And when you don't have that power, the Power Five conference brand behind you, do you feel like you're kind of fighting the battle with one arm tied behind your back? That's a that's a good point. I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, I think there, there's it's one of those things that's out of our control. And, you know, if you play at BYU, yeah, you can look at Utah and say, all right, well, they have way better athletes. They, they're, you know, they get to recruit whoever they want. And, and it's true. You know, it, it is hard to win at BYU. And I'm not making any excuses for them, but it is hard to win with the limitations that they have and you know but at the end of the day it's something that's out of the players control you know when they when when those kids wake up in the morning they put their pants on just like the other kids and you know they've got to they've got to find a way um to to come out on top like they're they're good enough to compete with those athletes and you know, we've, we've got to find a way. And, and you know what? Like, Utah State's been beating us up. And, you know, you can't tell me that Utah State is, you know, a, a better school as far as recruiting. I mean, they might get better, faster athletes. You know, some fast guys that didn't really make it to, like, a, you know, a USC or a Texas or one of those schools. And, and they get some good athletes. But over overall, 
you know, I, I don't think Utah State is like a destination for a lot of kids over, you know, Brigham Young. So I, I think it's something that's out of our control, and we've got to fight past that. Jordan, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on.